Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of the No Bullshit Anxiety Talk Show. Today I have an amazing conversation with Siobhan, the founder of Cracked, a new monthly mental health magazine which has been climbing to the top of the charts in the app store of late. Cracked is the greatest name for a magazine ever in my opinion, but it's not just a name that makes it great. Definitely go check it out for yourself. As always, all links, social and other are provided in the show notes. Thank you to you all for listening and sharing. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Leave a review, share with a friend, send me an email with any feedback. It means the world. The more we do that, the more people we can help. And that's enough of that. Let's jump straight into the show. Enjoy. Siobhan, welcome to the No Bullshit Anxiety Talk Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. I have been following all you're doing with Cracked and I'm really excited to, to get to know a little bit more. So why don't you just kick us off and tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you're doing. Okay, yeah, sure. So basically, my name's Siobhan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I started Cracked magazine um, a couple of months ago. Um, I've actually I'm I'm training as a psychotherapist at the moment. So what what I'm trying to do with Cracked is basically bring some of the kind of information um, that I suppose I'm stumbling across that I have found in my studies or whatnot kind of difficult to consume, I guess, to kind of grasp um, and I guess bring it to people in a way that's a bit more relatable. So what we're doing is we're chatting to experts in the area we're chatting to kind of people who have shared their stories so any um uh, any people who have like told of their own experiences um and we're basically yeah we're kind of just collating it all together and bringing a kind of no nonsense actionable sort of content so we i found in my experience that you know sometimes you can come across a lot of stuff and it's all I don't know, how do I say, it's kind of a little, um, uh, not fluffy, but there's kind of no real act takeaways, I guess, you know, actionable. Yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna do that. So that's a real key part of what we're trying to do, make sure that it's relevant, it's kind of easy to digest, and it's it gives people tips and tricks to kind of implement straight away. I love it. I love yeah. it because, um, and I love it that it has to be actionable. Yeah. Because we can consume and consume and consume and consume and consume, and before you know it, you've as much wisdom as anybody, but you haven't done anything with it, and you're just deeper and deeper in the shit because that just pollutes the mind essentially. How do I, I, so you're actually, am I right in thinking you're, you're in college now getting, studying psychotherapy and doing this on the side? Holy I'm, I'm shit. I'm part time in college. Hmm? I'm, I'm part time in college. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm off for the summer, so the good time. <laughs> oh, let the good times roll. That's amazing, yeah. though, because you've created an app, you have the magazine. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, it's good. You know, I think, I think the difference is when you're kind of interested in something, it's, I, I think things just happen more quickly and it's a, what's been amazing is the response from people. So even yourself, you know, kind of reaching out to people who have experienced and are sharing amazing content out there. Um, you know, I guess people are happy for us to, you know, kind of pull it together, repost and get the word out there. It's one of those things that, you know, the more people talk about the better, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the most difficult thing is, you know, can produce all this content but it's it's getting it in front of the eyes of the people that really need to read it and take action um that's the most important thing that's the most challenging thing so the more we can collaborate and and, and curate content that's right for them the better and it seems yeah. to me that you're doing a brilliant job of that so i'm happy for you to throw my shit in there whenever you want yeah i might remove a few of the old beeps <laughs> Am I getting in trouble? No, Have you no. taken them out? No, I didn't actually. <laughs> I think it gives a heart. Oh, like, yeah. 
<laughs> it's a it's a funny one that one because it's 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 like my whole I mean I swear a lot regardless yeah. I mean like you know I remember my last job in Canada someone came new into the office and the CEO that's Nicky he swears you get used to it like it's just it's kind of part part of my personality and that yeah. authenticity stuff is another interesting conversation but um I feel like you know the people that I want to speak to in my content are really hurting and really suffering and yeah. you know fuck is very appropriate because you 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 feel like you're in the shit in that moment with very little hope so um yeah. that's why I, that's why I do it it's not corporate right you you you're dealing with human beings I don't even see this as business it's just like yeah and and actually I totally agree with you because I think there's something really um, unlikely about, you know, when you're talking about like emotions and kind of dealing with stuff to throw in fuck or whatever it is. It's like, oh, okay. I don't know. It just, as you say, it's it's so much more human. I guess it's talking to people as people rather than, oh well, according to this here or whatever. You know, it's yeah, it's, you can connect a bit more with it. And how did you come up with the name Cracked? How did it come up? How did I come up with it? Yeah. Oh, so cracked. So, um, you know what? I was playing around a bit and usually I'll, you know, if I come up with an idea or whatever, I'll kind of wait. Um, I'll know when the right one has come, yeah. when the right kind of game has come. And I was like, cracked, cracked. I don't know. I mean, it's typically Irish, isn't it? She's cracked. <laughs> and so it was a little controversial i asked a few people they were like oh i don't know it's such a sensitive subject and i was i guess i kind of thought i mean it is a sensitive subject but it's also real life and i think we should probably try and change our relationship with words rather than changing the whole world's opinion about certain yeah, things good <laughs> that's where it came from and then when I tried to look for a domain they the one with the cracked with the C was gone so I was like right we'll knock off a few letters here <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah. name I absolutely love the name and it speaks it's kind of like yeah cracked but not actually broken I mean this is my perception of it I don't know what was going on but I was I was just thinking when when I knew I was going to have a chat with you cracked cracked it's such a cool name but I hadn't actually given it much thought and then I was here going yeah, cracked, but not broken. You can get better. Life can life can be good again. Uh, and that's exactly it. And it's like, you know what? It is what it is. And actually, it doesn't have to be anything other than cracked. And it always will be in some capacity. So let's just go with it and accept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. So how did you get into all of this? Like, how did you decide you wanted to study psychotherapy? How, how did you decide you wanted to get on the app store, launch a magazine, because you can't just do that, right? You have to be pretty motivated to, to do everything you're doing. Yeah, well, it's been, I suppose, like I worked in marketing for years, for like 10 years, 10, 12 years. So I've always done kind of design, writing, a lot of bits and pieces. Um, so that's why it looks so good. That's why the name is so good, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so look I have some handy skills and I'm resourceful I'll tell you that much but um, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades master of none but um, so I yeah I had been working in, in marketing for years and, and to be honest I kind of hopped around a good bit and I was like well this is going to be great this is my net this job now this is the one blah 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 usual stuff and then about six months in I was like oh my god this is awful um, so that kind of was a cycle to be honest and I guess I was always kind of looking for the next thing and whatever you know always I always knew it wasn't really my thing and so I started seeing a therapist uh, whatever it was about a year ago I'd say and I was like you know I, I started seeing her and I guess started kind of crack it into some stuff that I'm, <laughs> I wasn't really but I'm that <laughs> yeah but um I think to be honest that kind of changed everything um I think 
I mean, I was always interested in psychology and the mind and kind of, you know, I'm very sensitive. I'm I'm pretty emotional like everyone else. Um, and, and I didn't really have a grasp on it. I didn't really know how to handle anything. Um, and very quickly after doing psychotherapy, I kind of, um, I, I suppose it unearthed stuff and I just thought, oh my God, this is like profound. I, I couldn't believe the effect, like speaking to a psychotherapist, whatever every couple of weeks was having on me, really. I was absolutely blown away. Um, and I think that kind of sparked my interest. Um, and yeah, I just, I started kind of looking around um, courses. It was something that's always been there. And then um, I was in a job that I kind of wanted to get out of anyway. And I just thought, you know what, fuck it, I'll leave. And uh, I, I just applied very quickly. I called them, the application was to do the next day. And I started within three weeks. So it was all pretty quick. Wow. Yeah, yeah make it a was. decision, get out there and do it, yeah. execute. Well done, good for you. Yeah, thanks. So it's been, you know, it's so. I guess what I learned was, you know, over the years, I, I suppose I had kind of developed a lot of, um, you know, coping, acceptable coping mechanisms. I was busy all the time. I was kind of busy doing this and that and I suppose really I was kind of you know stuffing down a lot of stuff that I just hadn't really dealt with and um, and I think you know being in therapy and going and, and studying as well kind of made me acutely aware of things that I knew were there but I didn't really have a word or name for them and I didn't know what they were um, and I suppose I can conclude that I've probably been like living in a state of anxiety for about 10 years solid <laughs> Uh, which I think a lot of people probably are and maybe are so used to it that they kind of don't really realize it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is it is so common now and there's obviously different degrees and different levels of how much it actually interrupts and just yeah. ruins lives in some instances and other others. You know, there's a spectrum with all this, but it, 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 it's 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 really interesting because you know a lot of I often get people emailing me saying you know my my brother my girlfriend my boyfriend whatever uh, a loved one is dealing with really bad anxiety what can I do like how can I help them and well yeah there's an article you could read about that and ultimately need they need help themselves and the the one thing that you know, when I was really in a bad state, I, I was looking for help everywhere because I just couldn't, it was, it was predominantly because I, I couldn't stand the headaches. I, my head just hurt 24 seven. And I was just looking for that help. So I was just opening it. I was, I was just pouring out my deepest, darkest secrets. I'd say these, these psychotherapists couldn't believe how open this dude was. And it was just like, seriously, this is how big the pain in my head is. Like, I would not share this with anyone. Um, and you touched on it there. I always think it kind of comes back to is like, there's so much support you can give someone. There's so much love and understanding and it's really difficult to do if you have if you don't actually understand what they might be going through on some level like anxiety depression if you if you're one of the lucky ones that hasn't had to deal with that but it's the repressed emotions that is just causing absolute chaos in the mind and for some reason we there's the ego gets involved or we're too stubborn to admit it's not even defeat just admit to ourselves that we need help with our mental health and it's it's crazy because those conversations can literally change your life yeah totally if the person has the skill to navigate and to lead the conversation and bring about that level of trust that's required for an individual to share really what's going on deep within them yeah, I mean, it, it really is. And I think, you know, I think it's one of those things that anybody who 
you know, I suppose is lucky enough to have the, you know, to the. I feel like therapy is quite a privilege nowadays because it's not. It's a. It's a big investment in a lot of ways. Yeah. And you know, I I, I don't think I know of anyone who said, "Oh shit, I really regret doing that." You know, if anything, it should have done it ten years earlier and should have done this and, and I think that was, you know, that's definitely been the case for me. But I probably a little bit like you was so desperate at the time that I kind of went and was like, okay, this, 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 you know, really open with everything as far as I was aware, if you get me. But I think what um, what the whole process did for me was, um, I mean, it shakes you, it shakes you up inside. It kind of opens connections that you've probably been blocking for a long time. and. You know, and by that I mean your kind of natural intuition. It's like everything is just tangled up inside, and you have all of these emotions. And you, like as you say, it is chaos, and you don't know what to attribute to what, and you don't know what situation is causing what. And you can kind of get used to reacting and muddling things up so much that you just don't really know where you are. And um it's i suppose the process of starting to i mean get to know yourself and untangle the kind of mess that i think everybody has these days what's what and you know i think as you, you touched on repressed emotions and i mean that's that's such a massive thing and i think that i didn't know anything about repressed emotions until i started like um studying really I, I didn't really know anything about it you know I kind of thought repressed emotions oh that's like really you know kind of really obvious um, bad stuff like a really traumatic incident but it's actually just the day to day stuff that you can repress that over time really can you know leave you in a real tizzy and totally disconnected from yourself which is you know kind of feeding ground for all kinds of um, you know anxiety depression as you say so yeah it's uh it's a, it's a toughie <laughs> and how did how did anxiety show up for you for me it was i mean i was a it, you know it's it's a constant state of worry i suppose it was every I was my I was on all the time, just on edge. My head, I never stopped thinking. I never shut down, you know. Oh, it's a Sorry. fucking worst. No, I'm just, I'm laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. It's a fucking worst, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you wake up and you're like, oh, here I go again. And you're kind of like, okay, right, I'm on now. <laughs> Do you know? And it's just your own head you're battling with. And, yeah. you know, what I used to find most frustrating was that I kind of would like I was able to go, okay, right, I'm going to this. And I would almost, I would have the panic and dread inside, but I kind of think over time I got, you know this, you've done it before, it's fine. And I would be like, so I'm battling with this ferocious panic and kind of resistance to then this, no, but you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So it's like these two conversations kind of at one. And then I would get to say, an event or whatever the thing, not not even an event. I mean, like a, an occasion. It could be a family occasion or whatever it was. And mm. then suddenly mm. I'm like, okay. And I'd kind of go into it and be like, hi, how's things? And it was, I mean, it was totally at odds with how I was feeling inside. Um, it was mostly, um, it was just that manic kind of constant cycle of thoughts in my head. And there was, you know, a real, I suppose, like physically, I I would feel it, you know, in my chest, my tummy, that kind of thing. Or um, I used to get quite like kind of like a little bit spaced out, you know, if I was overwhelmed, I would just kind of, you know, I would just shut down almost. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was kind of my, has been my experience with it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's funny how it, it, it kind of shows up and the physical symptoms are just slightly different for everybody else. It's more prominent yeah. in the stomach. It's more prominent. I never really had it in, in, in the stomach. I had it in the stomach the next day from drinking too much, trying to manage it, but the stomach was never really a problem unless like at work I was pulled into a meeting or I had to do a presentation or something like that, but it was always the head for me. Um, mm -hmm. Always the head. And 
how do you like so what what do you think is like one of the major takeaways from your time sitting down having these conversa- conversations with a psychotherapist and and getting getting to the root of it um i still am like and, and I, I with you know i'm still in uh, therapy at the moment um, and i think it's there's no point in leaving <laughs> Honestly, well, I mean, I have to with my studies. We all therapists now have to do their own psychotherapy, which I think is absolutely brilliant because, you know, it's. I I suppose I've no business telling, trying to talk to people and kind of guide them if I haven't really done the the work myself. Mm. But I would say, I think the biggest thing for me um, is. I mean, I'm. I'm a pretty impatient person and this is something that's really I suppose played with me over the last year because as with everyone today today's world is fast everybody wants things quick you want it to be done you want to take a pill or whatever the hell it is but just for it to be kind of fixed and I think it's not like that at all and it can be so I don't want to use the word tedious because it's often, you know, it's a lot more painful than that times. But I think it is kind of a real slow, almost unweaving of things that there's no one big moment. There's no one answer. There's kind of loads of little things that over time will start to make sense. And... I think that's probably one of the big things that there's there's no linear kind of road, I suppose. And if you're expecting that, then you're probably you're going to be disappointed because if you have been battling with anxiety or depression, um, it's taken a while to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it doesn't happen overnight. And we're humans, and we're complex and there's all kinds of things interfering externally with how we feel that it it only makes sense to to untangle things I suppose over time and and you know you untangle and then there's kind of the rebuilding as well so I think patience is a huge thing it's not there really if you really want to get to the root of things you, you need to allow yourself the time I suppose to to kind of be with it and understand it and and it will and it will you know feel better over time and i think the other thing is that it's really difficult process and i mean particularly with repressed emotions or any of that kind of stuff you know it's 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 very difficult to sit in every week and you know the longer you're there the more you're kind of getting to the real core of things and mm. and that can be really painful and it's you know i mean you're physically your your body has physically been holding emotion that has been kind of pushed down like a uh, what you call those things a power house <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> for a long time so you know as you slowly start to kind of chip away at things there can be real outpourings of emotion um that can interfere you know it's it's a tough process i think yeah it's long it's hard um but it's worth it you know yeah for sure it's yeah. i mean it is it is it's long arduous for some people it, again it, it depends on where you fall on the spectrum some people can kind of just like it might be directly related to their work and they, they quit their job and get a new job and all of a sudden everything's rosy. It might be directly related to a shitty relationship that they're afraid to leave and then they find the courage to leave it, which is always a difficult thing. Um, and then life gets way better again. But it, you know, a lot of the time this stuff is coming back to childhood. And I love what you say about patience because, and especially in this world where we're, we're living in right now, where 
instant gratification is, you know, everything's on the internet. Everybody's, if you go on and look for anxiety cures, which, and I don't think, you know, you sh if you're looking for a cure, I think you're looking in the wrong place um, in the first place anyway, and you're only going to set yourself up for failure. But if you do go looking for a cure, you're going to find so many people just guaranteeing you like 100% uh, like cured from your anxiety in this two-week program or this three-week program. And it's just not realistic. And the problem is that you you get excited by that. I mean, I did, right? I, I, I lost count of the amount of times I was here going, oh, yeah, I'm onto the fucking winner right now. This is finally going to give me my life back. And then it, it doesn't and because I'm going in with the completely incorrect mindset. I'm going in with a sense of urgency, zero patience, zero tolerance for anything except for a time machine that will take me back before I had that panic attack. And yeah. it ends up, it, that lack of patience that I had just ends up costing years in the really long run and and like it's you know it really fucks you up and life can be long like life is long but if you're trying to deal with an anxiety and i say specifically an anxiety disorder right we all have a lot of people experience anxiety and that's a, a shitty thing to experience as well but you can kind of manage that a lot quicker but it's a, an actual disorder if you try to really rush that and you you know use flooding techniques and whatnot, mm. you're just setting yourself up for for years of punishment. Um, yeah, I I totally agree, and I think that there uh, is things um, and and again, as you said, like there is different levels of things and i suppose i'm talking about the kind of older you know more deep-rooted stuff rather than situational stuff um but the what was i going to say um they um oh god i've lost the phone calls um it's all good totally forgot. don't worry okay, about sorry. it sorry no but it comes back to context right uh i forget yes. what i've got to say the whole time so don't worry about that. <laughs> it, it, all, it all comes back to context. And one of the things that we do is we speak in our own context. My own context is panic attack. So I assume people are pretty messed up that I'm talking to. And often I get to work with someone that's not actually that messed up. But it's, it's, how, it's how the individual perceives it. But also our context and how we talk about it. it like... And there's the understanding of anxiety disorders, I think, is distorted as well, where a lot of yeah. people might have. And you have the vulnerability thing. That's obviously a big play on 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 social media, on you know, personal branding and things like that at the moment where yeah, I've been dealing with anxiety, but I just stood up and said this and then I was better and you shouldn't re you should just do what I did and you'll be better too and that's that's great but it's not reality if someone's dealing with social anxiety disorder yeah yeah and it's also um it's you know it, it's amazing that people are talking um really really amazing and I suppose what I feel sometimes is like, you know, when you're kind of in the thick of dealing with these things, it's, you know, it's a very difficult, it's such a personal thing. And, you know, you kind of, it's not until afterwards that people talk about it. Because, you know, you feel better, you're in a more comfortable, confident place. That's, that's a natural thing. But I think sometimes when people come out having done the journey and they're like on, oh my God, I feel amazing. And that's great. But I think that sometimes people can forget to, that everyone has to, you know, you have to meet people where they're at and sometimes kind of coming out with this, you know, you only live once, you've got one life, this is it, blah, blah, blah. It's it's like, okay, that, that's really great right now. But I mean, if someone told you that three years ago, it can be, it can be really unhelpful and it can put so much more pressure on people. Um, so I think sometimes, you know, sharing the kind of, the reality of the situation that it's, that it is hard and that it takes time but it's 
absolutely and ultimately worth it, you know, uh, but kind of not having this overnight, woo, okay, everything's great. Yeah. Uh, otherwise it can be, you know, it does kind of set people up for falls. And as you said, I've done it myself. I've gone, woohoo, this is the thing. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I mean, I still, you know, I, I'm turning 38, would you believe? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it anyway. Next it week. And yeah. I, I was going back there and I, usually I'm like, birthdays, fucking hate birthdays. Don't want any of that attention. I was here going, well, I might write a post just for the crack about it. Like, and I was thinking like, so, so this day, 18 years ago, it was before, is that right? Yeah, 18 years ago, it was before I'd ever experienced a panic attack. At that period in time, I was going through a breakup and I was actually pretty miserable. But <laughs> thinking back, I was having so much fun. I was away in America on a J1. I was just drinking beer bongs every night, smoking weed, just having a laugh. And then little did I know in about two months time, I was going to have this crazy panic attack that was just going to scare the living shit out of me beyond belief and just spiral me into this life of anxiety and depression and stuff, which, whoa. You know, I should have been able to crawl out a lot, a lot um, quicker. And I think that's one of the things that I believe is really great about so many people opening up and talking about it because if we can normalize it and I don't, you know, it shouldn't be normal, even though it is, you know, yeah. it, it shouldn't be something that has to be normalized in this world. You know, we should like, I love what uh, Lost for Life are doing and all that work around it, like working on, let's, let's work on prevention and, and educating kids and stuff like that. So, so it doesn't have to be normalized, but it, it shouldn't be stigmatized either. But so people can like have some of those tools to intervene earlier and, you know, accept that, you know, maybe they'll be bent out of shape for six months, a year, whatever. But ultimately, once they decide to take action, they can turn their life around pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there is a really good conversation and narrative being spoken about in Ireland. Um, and I guess that's that's one of the things that you're cur curating with Cracked, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's so many people, you know, talking about it at the moment. It's just the last, whatever, five years or so. Um, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of stuff going on and all the kind of initiatives with the Lust for Life and what Brezzy's doing and podcasts there's a lot you know this podcast you know a lot of people with um you know profile are, are doing really great stuff so i think instantly i can feel it you know with uh with friends with people you meet um with with male friends as well people are just i suppose a bit more open to having conversations yeah they're yeah. slower to come to the front like i I need I need some balance and to have some more males on this podcast, but they're they're slower to. I know there's a lot of lot of males with huge platforms that are doing amazing things, but still males are really a hell of a lot slower to 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 kind of come in and just say help. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is. I found that as well, even with you know i suppose um you know looking for people to to interview and kind of get um you know hear their story there is there's so many like w women to choose from yes but uh, you know that that's okay it's yeah like for a, sure if we can at least if we can get like women talking about it then they can start to like properly open conversations among their networks of males and you know the rest will kind of hopefully naturally naturally feed yeah it's just it, it, it's all a time thing and it's such a it's so prevalent in society right now that it's just things are being shaken up and it's yeah. ultimately a very good thing and uh, I think it's going to lead to a really good place I mean you have Joe and stuff I'm not I'm out of Ireland so I'm out of the loop I don't like fully yeah. know what's going on but uh, you, you certainly have Joe and some of those big 
publications that are speaking openly about it as well. The rubber banded dudes or um, Oh yeah. I mean he's amazing, uh, Blind Boy. And then there's Brezzy and then, you know, people like Pat Divley, um, who's doing really amazing kind of motivational stuff as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I follow him on um I saw him on I was listening to him on uh Caroline Foran's her podcast yeah. and and then I, like yeah he he did the the TED talk didn't he yeah he Indeed. so now I follow him on Instagram he does a lot of really great stuff yeah, yeah it's all coming yeah well definitely. who are who are your favorite authors like if you were to recommend some books that you've read that you felt that are really great yeah really great in in the arena of mental health it doesn't have to, to directly well, I'm putting you on the spot here <laughs> I'm like oh god I don't think I'm shit. <laughs> um, I know there's one that I um, read recently called like um, the Un untethered soul do you know that one no okay I don't even know who it's by but um, it's a really good book about kind of connecting with your like consciousness I suppose um, uh, it, it, it might be a little bit airy fairy but I think it's a really good kind of solid it's been around for quite a few years so the untethered soul um, and there is a book by do you know um, Joe Dispenza I think that's how you pronounce his surname no he, um, he does a lot of um, he's like a kind of uh, like a science merging with psychology kind of yeah and he does a lot of stuff but he's written a book called supernatural and oh, it's, a, it's kind of yeah it's like the, how the body can heal itself naturally and how our actual cells are kind of affected by stress and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah, um that's that's a really great one and actually now that i mention it and um, there's another great one called when the body says no um it's based, it's by a guy called uh mate gabber i think oh god these pronunciations are shocking but um, <laughs> <laughs> so he is so it's when the body says no and it's basically talking about the impact of stress chronic stress has on our health like our physical health and how it can manifest in the body and um, as disease and all that kind of stuff so um, that that's another great one that I read this year so I would say yeah those are three pretty solid ones again I mean like I've read like Owning It uh, by Caroline Forn really great book I, actually, the other I thought that you, was fantastic it was my dad that sent me that because like yeah. he, he always say you are, maybe you shouldn't be swearing so much uh, and then, uh, and then there was, you know, this girl that had, uh, oh, the no bullshit. What well, owning it, the no bullshit guide to dealing with anxiety, and yeah. and then he saw that and sent me. I listened to some podcast, and I I stopped reading books necessarily on anxiety at that stage, and then I was here going, all right, I'm intrigued by this, and I read it, and I actually, I would say if someone's like, because there's a lot of deep. Um, there's a psychological approach to a lot of them that's difficult to understand confusing jargon i think yeah. uh what she did was create a really amazing practical book that if if you do follow the steps then you will definitely improve your relationship with anxiety yeah. but the difficult yeah, yeah. thing is actually following the steps and, and, and taking the action when you're reading a book. It's so true. You, I, you, like I'll have a bookshelf of things and I'm like, oh yeah, I've read all of them. And what have you done from them? Fuck well. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. That, I haven't actually read those books. I've listened to them on Audible. Yeah, well, I do a mix. I do a mix. But I think I, I honestly believe, and and I, I'm I'm terrible. Like I read a lot and. You know, I listen to a lot of Audible as well. And I really think if someone's listening here that's really struggling, pick up one book, read it twice, read it three times, read it four times, and just keep, like, if you can't afford the actual 
like one-on-one help use that take it as your bible and start taking action on it every single day there's there's a lot to be said for just rereading really good books instead of just jumping you know playing hopscotch or whatever it's called and just moving from one one personal development book to the other because you just forget everything you learn and you'll end up with like a scattered brain it's true and that's at the end of the day you're you are dealing with something that has taken time to kind of develop so it's you know it's not easy oh there is no overnight okay that's fine so you know i suppose you you need to be prepared to and put in the work and to to kind of make things better yeah absolutely and as much as a pain in the ass it is and it is a pain in the ass starting out making that like that but the hardest thing is actually making the decision to to do something about it. When you make that decision definitively with authority, then, you know, your life is going to get way better very yeah. soon. Yeah, even even in that instance, you're like, okay, do you know what? It's a bit, I'm taking control. I think because, you know, it's something that people can put off for so long. You know, no, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, geez, I'm just a bit this. I had a busy week, it's slow down, whatever. And, you know, I, I think that's half the battle actually getting to the point where you're like, right, I need help. This hasn't been working. <laughs> I need like some strategies or whatever. Um, you know, and there's we haven't touched on it, but um, CBT is obviously another really great um, form of kind of help for for anxiety. So, you know, there's there's so much stuff over there and so much resource online even on YouTube, whatever it is, there's actual professionals who are, you know, there's professionals who are given free content, but also a lot of like kind of courses like yourself, like what you're doing, you know, and there is so much information out there. If you have a phone, you can start. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just, just don't overwhelm yourself with too much. That's one of the yeah. biggest mistakes I see. It, like looking, uh, half looking, uh, falling into the trap of, I've tried everything, but in reality, I've committed to nothing. That trips yeah. people up time and time and again. Mm-hmm. So what would you offer as some of your best tips to be dealing with anxiety? So I would say I think where possible, um, you know, kind of create some kind of structure routine. Mm. I think just be commit to, to small things, I suppose. So even if it's right, if you have like a little morning, it doesn't even have to be an official morning routine, but you know, you get up at this time, you go for a walk or you have breakfast, whatever it is. Um, but having almost kind of little rituals that you can come back to and that kind of take your mind off things. Um, another thing I, I have found really good is, especially when you spend a lot of time in your head and kind of overwhelmed, is to try and like get out of your head and into your body. Um, so be that by exercise um, or even if it's like... Um, like art or something like you know like i mean like scribbling down whatever if you're like writing and this is stuff not stuff just for you you know um like i did did there's um i don't know if you know there's a lady called julia cameron but she's um she she's created a book it's it's kind of like an art thing for rebooting your creativity basically but in it is a a thing called morning pages and it's like a ritual that she suggests people follow it's a 12 week program but it's basically get up in the morning and you can write your morning pages they're called and it's basically three pages of whatever the hell comes to your mind it's never to be reread it's not to be um shown to anyone it's literally a dump of what you're thinking at that moment it can be um this feels really silly what the hell am i supposed to write but over time and over three pages stuff will start to emerge so i think that can be and, and it's kind of a good i suppose focus point because it kind of rather than 
getting straight up and into that oh my god the worry which can really spiral and spiral and it can be hard to sort of break that this i found for me has been a good way to kind of just break things a little bit um yeah get yeah. it out of your head the mind dump i have exactly. a, i yeah. have the the have you heard of the five minute journal yes yeah, my girlfriend got me a gift of that and it's epic. So it's like you, you sit down and every morning write three things you're grateful for, uh, write three things that would make today great and write a daily affirmation. And then in the evening time, you just sit down and three amazing things that happened today and how could I have made my today even better? I find that really beneficial. It's great for just like gaining perspective yeah. Something I've done, I've been doing recently is just going to the coffee shop and just sitting down. With my, like I always, I'm always met, mixing things up and changing my routines, and I need that variety in life. But I also need routine, routine, and I've been going to the coffee shop and just sitting down and really, like I kind of half plan out my day the evening before, but I just sit down and get more perspective of, of what's going on, what I'm going to try try to achieve, and just sit there and enjoy a coffee and enjoy yeah. scribbling and I've got about three different I've got fucking journals for everything but just kind of scribbling in them and then I, and then I feel really great about starting the day after that so yeah. it's just I guess playing with different things and finding what works with you but you have to experiment with different rituals and different routines and get the get the get the ones yeah. that's go on that's dick and um, it can and I'm I'm definitely guilty of this like I love an old gimmick I love a fad I'm like yeah cool I'll do that um, you know I had colouring books and I love buying a journal and then I'll just let it sit there <laughs> but, um, I, I think one of the one of the things that I found helpful and again I would be kind of chaotic and always okay next 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 and I did find that when I actually committed to one thing and did it for like two weeks yeah I had the sense of oh my god and I mean the smallest thing like as I said it could be that you are getting up at the same time every day you're getting you know you're for me I did you're only allowed to snooze for five minutes this morning yeah <laughs> and then suddenly I was like oh my god okay actually that's fine I'm not, you know and you can start to change kind of your how you like think about things and you're kind of self-talk I suppose as well in those little instances and I think I, I think things often the little things can be really overlooked but depending on where you are in the journey and I know that that sounds so simplistic but I think when you're at a stage where you're where, where things feel a bit out of control that actually those little rituals can give real yeah a sense of okay you know what you did that you said you'd do it and you did it and you actually feel much better for it so now maybe i'll try this and suddenly you can start to build these habits and you know over time that's ultimately what it is you know you're creating mm. new pathways and all that kind of job Absolutely. So, yeah. it's th those small things are huge there's a massive compound effect that 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 pays off and when you're overwhelmed if what what often happens is we go, all right, I'm going to try to do this every day, and then I'm going to try to do this every day, and then I'm going to try, and then you have a list of about ten things or twenty yeah. things. You read one of those articles on Medium that really like outlines twenty things you should do before your morning shit, and kind of tells you you're going to fail and your life is going to suck if you don't accomplish them, and every billionaire on the planet does them. But if you just yeah. like stop comparing and like. If you're intimidated by 10 minutes of meditation, sit down with your eyes closed and do 10 deep breaths. Yeah. And take it from there. And if you can stretch it out to 20, great. But just just commit to 10. Yeah. So it's like literally ten, a minute a day is the commitment. Yeah. And even if you do that every day for a week or two weeks, you'll start to notice a difference and then you can kind of stretch it out. But we put ourselves under such tremendous pressure to do, to have this like monk-like discipline, um, and it just backfires, just backfires all the time. Yeah, because you you know you're already, if you don't do it on 
first second day you're like oh my god I'm just gonna you know I can't do it you're kind of already failing I suppose when you really have set yourself up for that so uh, yeah yeah I definitely think I really do think that the little things um the little things can have a massive massive effect Eat, not you know aside from the kind of physical things of breathing and all of that jazz just for your own sort of um progress i guess it can just can just really give you that feeling of be having something under control which yeah. you can it's a sense yeah. of accomplishment you're going to build confidence you're going to like you have that self-discipline you're teaching yourself an awful lot that you won't even give yourself credit for i love all that and when, when you're being a dick to yourself notice that notice it and start to show yourself some compassion and maybe think about how you would treat a friend in that situation and start treating yourself that way as well yeah totally. all right Siobhan I have absolutely loved talking to you I want to thank you for coming on and sharing so much tell us a little bit more about Cracked and I love that name so good <laughs> so um Cracked um so basically we've had two issues out now we've got another one they, they it's a monthly magazine so they'll come out at the start of each month so you can download the app um, we, we have a website where we post regular content as well but for the actual digital magazine you can download the app in the app store and for Android so just search Cracked Magazine and that's C or A-K-D magazine um, and basically you can subscribe there so you can have a look see if you're interested in it and you can subscribe for to a monthly or an annual subscription and basically over the next few months we've um we've got a lot of exciting people who are going to be featured in it we've got like quite a few exclusives with people who have done a lot of great things in the in the mental health space both in actually both in ireland the uk and the states as well um, and you know interesting people with a lot of kind of varied background we've a couple of people talking about body positivity we've got um you know uh, a trauma specialist who's going to be featured um we've got a couple of people talking about burnout and yeah there's you know a lot of um variety we also have a monthly feature where we um it's called in the chair where we talk to ther a therapist and mm -hmm. um, so i know we've, we've done a the this month we did a piece on what to expect from therapy so it was kind of the real basics of what you should look out for um, you know what are the first few sessions going to be like what should the relationship what's the ideal relationship and kind of any red flags and um, so as I said content basically covering everything you could imagine uh, when it comes to mental health and mindfulness and yeah every month start of the month um, uh, download the app and and get reading that's awesome yeah thank you thank you so much um and the the, the website as well is cracked dot am i right the it's dot is crack.io yeah that's right and and our instagram handle is cracked magazine and you'll get all the links from there okay great and i will of course post them in the the show notes as well and you can grab them there. Check it out. It's a really cool magazine. Siobhan, thank you so much again for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's been great talking to you. And that is a wrap. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you to my guest, as always, Siobhan. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Finally, if you are listening to this and you're struggling with anxiety, you can check out nickycullen.com for different resources. I have a micro course and a book you can grab there for free as well as tons of articles. There's also a Facebook support group you can join and come hang out with other like-minded people. And if you are looking for support to get through this, you can book a free call to learn exactly how I can help you while making sure you're comfortable and it's the right choice for you, which is extremely important. It's all there on the website. The links are in the show notes. Thanks again. And here's to living your best life, one that is not consumed or dictated by anxiety. Until next time, take care. Bye.